Yo, how's it going, everybody? It's Noah Eldridge from the Eldridge Podcast, and we are back for episode 37. Let's get right into it. We got some NFL trades today. So, of course, it was from Adam Schefter. The Dolphins are trading the third overall pick to the San Francisco 49ers for the 12th overall pick, a 2021 third-round pick, and first-round picks in 2022 and 2023. That's a lot for the number three pick. This is easily, easily a win for the Miami Dolphins. Easily. I mean, you're moving down only nine spots to 12 where you can still get a good player. You get a third rounder this year and you get the 49ers first round picks for the next two years, bro. That's really, really solid. So, I mean, that's a lot, man. And I mean... You have to think that the 49ers are going to take a quarterback. You have to think that. And it's like, I don't get it. The 49ers are in win-now mode. So get a great, I mean, go get a great receiver. Go uh, Go get Micah Parsons on defense. Go get a great offensive lineman. I don't think they really need that, but... Why get a quarterback? You're in win-now mode. Whether you like it or not, you are. I get it. Your division's tough. The Rams are good. Seahawks are going to be good just because of Wilson. Cardinals improved. But you can improve too. I don't like this move for the Niners. I don't like it. So, congrats to Robert Sala. And, uh, I mean, well, it's... I don't get it. So it says San Francisco's comp pick for Robert Sala hiring. So I guess they got – now I'm confused. They got that – you know what? I'm just going to disregard that because I don't know what that means. But not congrats to Robert Sala. He's the coach for the New York Jets. I don't know what I'm saying. Congrats to Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins. I think they totally win this trade. So – but then after that, minutes later, there was – Another trade. We got another one. (laughs) So the Eagles trade the sixth overall pick to Miami for the 12th pick and a 2022 first round pick. So the Dolphins move right back up. So if you think about it, this is an even better trade for the Dolphins. This trade by itself, maybe the Eagles win. But if you put it all together, the Eagles move down three picks, and ended up with a third-round pick and still two first-round picks. Or I guess one. I don't know how you look at it. But, yeah, I mean, I don't like this move for Philly because they could have easily, at six, easily could have gotten a Kyle Pitts, which I know you're like, oh, they don't need Kyle Pitts. They're getting rid of Zacherts. So, yes, they do need a tight end. A Devontae Smith, they obviously need receiver. A Jamar Chase, another receiver, and a Jalen Waddle. They could have used any of those guys, and I was very worried they were going to get one of them. And now they move all the way back to 12. And I know you're like, you're being hypocritical because you just said the Niners could get a good player. Or sorry, not the Niners. The Dolphins could get a good player at 12, which, yes, is correct. The Eagles can still get a good player at 12. They could get a Micah Parsons, who had a great pro day and seems like he's going to be a pretty good pro. But... He has had some off-field issues. Can he stay out of trouble? 
in Philly. I don't know. I don't know. There's still some good players out there. They could go get uh, – I think Penny Sewell will be long gone by then. But they could get a Rashawn Slater, a solid offensive lineman. It's a boring pick, but the Eagles need it. So I'm hoping the Eagles mess it up. They're, they're terrible at drafting, so I'm hoping they mess this up. Yeah, I mean, they got a 2022 first-round pick, so that's next year's first-round pick. It doesn't say whose it is. I'm assuming it's the Dolphins pick, which probably won't be that great in 2022. So, But what this shows me with the Dolphins is they want a Devontae Smith, a Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts. They do not want a Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. They are sticking with Tua, which I don't – it's tough. I don't really agree with. I don't think Tua's the guy, but it's really scary to pick a Zach Wilson, a Trey Lance, or a Justin Fields. It is, dude. It's scary drafting a quarterback. I mean, everyone thinks, oh, it's super easy for the Jaguars. They try take Trevor Lawrence number one, which they should and they will, but it's still scary, man. I mean, Trevor Lawrence could be an absolute bust. I don't know. I don't think he will be, but it's scary drafting a quarterback today. Especially in this year of COVID where there was less games, less snaps, less tape on these guys. That goes for every player, not just quarterbacks. But quarterbacks are hard to evaluate, man. So, yeah, my my long-winded point is Dolphins are keeping Tua. Dolphins win these trades. Great day for Dolphins fans. Eagles don't really understand what they're doing. But then I get another alert on my phone. My phone's blowing up this morning. And the Eagles wanted Zach Wilson. Philly tried to trade up to the number three overall pick for the BYU quarterback, but backed out and the 49ers jumped them. That was from Ian Rappaport. So <laughs> this, is, this is a great day for the NFC East. If you are a Cowboys, Giants, or Washington football fan, you are so happy right now. And let me tell you why. Because the Eagles don't want Jalen Hurts. They wanted Zach Wilson. They didn't get him. And now, oh man, I, I don't even know. Now, now the Niners are going to get him, most likely, I guess. I don't know. We'll see what the Niners do. But this is terrible for the Eagles. I, I love it, man. This is terrible. I mean, people didn't know, are they going to keep Jalen Hurts? Are they going to draft a quarterback? Are they going to sign a guy like... I don't know, sign or trade for a guy like Gardner Minshew or Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know Ryan Fitzpatrick's on the Washington football team now, but a guy who can compete with Hurts. So there was a lot of options. They signed Joe Flacco, which is just hilarious. I I don't know how that dude still has a job. The dude is absolutely terrible. And the funniest thing about it is it's a one-year, $4 million deal. So $4 million no matter what. Even if he doesn't play a snap, he gets $4 million, which is ridiculous. It can get up to seven and a half million. Obviously, it's probably like play a bunch of games, which he won't. I mean, I hope Jalen Hurts doesn't get hurt. So no pun intended. But um, yeah, so the Eagles are screwed, man. I mean, how does this get out? How bad do you have to be for this to get out on Bleach Report, Ian Rappaport, getting it out? I mean, so they wanted Zach Wilson. They're not going to get him. Now Hurts is pissed. Like, this is just awful. But I love it. I am absolutely loving it. I love Jalen Hurts. But this is, uh, I don't like the Eagles. So this is great. I hope they trade him because I like Jalen Hurts. 
Oh, but I just, oh my gosh, I just got an alert. Our draft, act, so this is from Bleacher Report again. Our draft expert at Connor, <laughs> his name's just Connor, made the case for San Francisco trading up for Trey Lance on draft cash course this offseason. 49ers are ideal for Trey Lance. Could be interesting. Could be very interesting. I mean, I don't think the Niners should draft a quarterback, but I think if they are going to, I think Trey Lance is the guy. Because I think Lawrence, Wilson, and Fields are all like ready to play now, I think. I mean, and what I mean by now is like this year or for sure next year. And Trey Lance, I think, is the guy who needs to sit the most. He needs to just sit and learn. Sit behind a smart guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. Work with a great coach like Kyle Shanahan. I think Trey Lance is their guy. I think that's a good fit. So, but yeah, those were all the trades this morning. I mean, this was all just crazy. I don't know. So, Dolphins win the day. Eagles look like crap, as usual. And, by the way, I'm a Cowboys fan. You guys should know this already. But that's why I just take shots at the Eagles. But... Yeah, and then, I mean, I don't really like this for the Niners, man. I think they gave up too much. But we'll see. I think Trey Lance will be good. I think he's got to sit two years. Maybe three. But two years for sure. Who knows? He could be ready day one and beat Garoppolo out. I don't know. Don't. I'm just a guy with an opinion, man. So, all right. Moving on to the next topic here. We're staying with the draft and staying with Zach Wilson here. Pat McAfee show. On YouTube, did a poll. I love doing these YouTube polls just to see what people think. So it was, is Zach Wilson a lock for the number two pick in the NFL draft? I said no. 72% agreed with me. 28% said yep. But, ah, man, I just, this is really confusing me now with the whole Eagles thing. Saying that they were interested in Zach Wilson and, If they made that trade, they were going to get Zach Wilson. Does that mean the Jets aren't going to draft Zach Wilson? Because there's no way the Eagles would just give up that much to get Zach Wilson and then the Jets draft him at two. You know what I mean? So, and maybe that's why the Eagles backed out in the trade. Maybe they were like, the Jets are going to take him. It's not worth it. We're going to back out. And then the 49ers jumped in and stole it, I guess. Great day for the Dolphins, though. But... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think he's a lock at all. I mean, Lawrence is a lock for the number one pick. I mean, the Jets could take Penny Sewell, who's probably the right pick. Boring, but the right pick. They could even take a Rashawn Slater, which most people would say it's early. But he can move around, play any position on the line. He's very uh, versatile. He can, he can play every position on the O-line but didn't play against great pass rushers in the Pac-12. So, I mean, it's, it's tough, man. I don't know. So I, I'm going to say, well, this isn't tough saying that he's not a lock for the number two pick. But, I mean, it's tough for the Jets. They could go anywhere. So they could take Penny Sewell. They could take any of the quarterbacks left, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or Trey Lance. Or they could go crazy and take a Devontae Smith, a Jamar Chase, because – they think they need receivers that bad. So, which I think is reaching. But, I mean, the Jets are crazy when they draft. Or, they could trade down. 
I would either draft Penny Sewell or trade down. I would do one of those two. Because the Jets need everything, guys. I don't think they need quarterback. And they don't need one receiver. Chris Herndon's okay at tight end. So, I mean, yeah, they could take Kyle Pitts at two. People probably wouldn't be mad at that. I would. I think that's too high. But, like, the possibilities are endless for the Jets at the number two pick. So, I don't know what they're going to do. I personally would draft Penny Sewell, offensive tackle from Oregon, because he's the best tackle in the draft easily, and they need a tackle, or trade down because they really need everything. I mean, they need every position on defense except for linebacker with C.J. Mosley, but they pretty much lost every other linebacker on their team. So, yeah, I mean, their only two good players on defense are C.J. Mosley and Quinnen Williams. I know they got Carl Lawson and they signed some other guys like Corey Davis. So they made some good signings in free agency, but they got to have a good draft. So trade down and get more picks, New York. I think that's the move. But yeah. All right. Moving on to the next topic here. This is another poll on YouTube. This is from The Herd with Colin Coward. He said, is James Harden currently the best basketball player in the world? I said no. 85% agreed with me. 15% said yes. This was out of 60,000 votes at the time. So, yeah, I I don't think it's even close. How how can you call James Harden the best player in the world right now? I mean, how? I mean, if everyone's healthy, it's not even close. I mean, you take LeBron over him. You take Embiid over him. I would still take Giannis over him. I'd take Curry over him. But Embiid... LeBron and Curry are all hurt, and Giannis has been hurt. Oh, and KD. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm taking KD over Harden if he's healthy. So that's just right off the top of my head. Harden's great, but he's not not the best player in the world. Come on. Come on. I mean, no. So, yeah, he's having a good year. I'll give him that. He's having a good year. I don't think he's the MVP. I would take Jokic over him for MVP. Uh, yeah, I mean, MVP so far, I'd take LeBron, Embiid, and Jokic over Harden. Giannis is close. Lillard's close. Curry's close. They're all kind of in the conversation there. Harden's having a good year, though. He's having a good year. But let me see him do this in the playoffs. Harden, show me you can do this in the playoffs. Because checking your track record here, you can't. You never have. So... Harden is a great, great regular season player. Great. He's won MVPs. But he cannot do it in the playoffs. He has constantly failed us in the playoffs. And when I mean us, I'm not a Rockets or a Nets fan. I'm a Lakers fan. Just he has failed NBA fans in the playoffs. Go check his playoff stats. He's not good. He goes from... MVP caliber player, top 10 player to barely an all-star. His numbers just completely fall off. So Harding, good for you. You're having another great regular season. Show me you can be clutch in the playoffs. Even if he doesn't play good, which I'm expecting him not to, be clutch in the playoffs. Be the guy who takes that shot and makes it. Because I think that's what matters at the end of the day. 
You can have a bad game, but if you hit that game-winning shot, it means everything. Because talk about LeBron in the finals with Ray Allen. I mean, he had, I believe it was 16 straight points, but then Ray Allen hit the buzzer beater. And everyone says, Ray Allen carried, Ray Allen won you that game. And I'm one of those people. Yeah, LeBron might have scored 16 straight, but he airballed, hit the side of the backboard. Thank God he had all-star center Chris Bosh, probably future Hall of Famer, to get the rebound and kicks it over to Ray Allen. Buckets. And everyone wants to say, oh, Ray Allen's, he's old, he was old, he was washed, he wasn't good, but well, he was good enough to make that bucket. And it wasn't wide open. Tony Parker was up in his grill, and he had to take a few steps back. Drano, game six, finals, clutch, Ray Allen. So if you make that shot, it means a lot. I mean, Kyrie in the finals with LeBron. You guys all know that shot. But yeah, I mean, sorry, I know, I know I'm spending a lot of time on this topic, but no, James Harden is not the best player in the world. And I know it's saying currently, so I know you're like, why are you bringing up the play- playoffs? So I don't need to bring uh, up the playoffs. That's fine. Get rid of it. Delete that from your memory. If you want to talk right now, currently, is he the best player in the world? No. Even if you want to filter in injuries, even if you want to say, even though KD, LeBron, Davis... And Curry and Embiid are all out right now. Is he the best player in the world? No. I'd still rather Jokic. I'd still rather Lillard. I'd still rather Giannis. So no, he's not the best player in the world. Moving on to the next topic here. Should the Nets, Bucks, and 76ers be worried about the Heat? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I talked about this last episode Am I the only one who just doesn't think this Oladipo trade was that great? I mean, yes, I mean, they got Oladipo, who's good. But he's been not very, he's not been efficient this year at all. He's been pretty bad, efficiently. Still putting up points and stuff. But he's consistently getting worse, I guess you could say. He's getting worse every single year, starting from about like three years ago. He's not a number one. I don't even know if he's a number two now. He's maybe a number two, probably a number three. But if he's hurt, he can't be a two or a three. Butler's the number one in this lineup. That's a given. Bam and Oladipo, I don't know. If Oladipo returns to full form, he's probably the number two. If he returns to full form, Indiana Pacers, healthy, ball in Oladipo. If he's kind of like halfway, he'll be the clear number three. I'm worried he can't stay healthy, guys. I like Oladipo. I think he's a great player. Great defender. Pretty good shooter. He's quick. Good ball handler. I like Oladipo. He cannot stay healthy. And I think he's on the way down. He's been getting worse every season. I mean, let's just look at his stats here. By the way, this was from first take. So, yeah, most points per game in a calendar month, minimum of five games. So, in December of 2017, he had 28.5 points with the Pacers. March 2021, he had 25.4 with the Rockets. And February 2018 with the Pacers, he had 25.1. So, right there, middle of the pack, I know you're like, dude, he's averaging 25 points for this month. He's going to be great for the Heat. He's not going to average 25 with the freaking Heat. Come on. 
Drogic gets buckets, Butler gets buckets, Hero gets buckets, Duncan Robinson gets buckets, Bam can score. They're a very good, deep team. I think they can beat the Celtics. I don't think they can beat the Sixers. I don't think they can beat the Bucks, and I don't think they can beat the Nets. Maybe. It'll be tough. Maybe the Nets, but not the Sixers, not the Bucks. Because, let me tell you this right now. Because I, I know you're asking, why can't they beat the Bucks? Why can't they beat the Sixers? So, what was the problem with the Heat before the deadline? They can't guard Embiid. Bam's good, but Bam's 6'9". Embiid's 7'2". I really like Bam Adebayo. I think he's a really good player. But he can't guard Joel Embiid. So what do they do? They go out and get Victor Oladipo? Can he guard Embiid? No. Can he guard Ben Simmons? No. Can he guard Giannis? No. Can he guard Kevin Durant? No. So, yeah, they can throw him at Kyrie or Harden. That will help. So he can guard Kyrie or Harden. I'll give him that. But he can't guard Giannis, can't guard Embiid, can't guard Durant, who are probably the three best Eastern Conference players right now. And I know you're like, oh, well, they have Jimmy Butler. He's, he's a great defender. He'll go guard him. Can Butler guard Embiid? No. Can he guard Giannis? He'll try. He'll try. But Giannis is 6'11 and Butler's 6'7, 6'8. Butler will try. But they're going to have to build a wall to stop Giannis. It's not going to be Butler clamping him up. And once again, something that you guys aren't taking into account is that they got to use a lot of energy for this. I mean, this is expending a lot of energy on the other side of the ball, on defense. So that makes offense tougher for Butler. Butler's a baller, dude. I like Jimmy Butler. I like his attitude. I like his passion. I like the way he plays. Great two-way player. But he can't guard Giannis. I don't think so. They could try Bam, but once again, Bam's 6'9". And then... If Bam's guarding Giannis, who's going to guard Lopez? It just gets really tough, honestly. I think they really needed a Vucevic, a Andre Drummond. And it looks like they're going to get LaMarcus Aldridge. That will help. Aldridge still can't guard Embiid, still can't guard Giannis. But it makes them bigger. They have more presence. Aldridge isn't much of a rim protector, but he's just a big guy. Another body you could throw at a guy like Embiid. A guy who could guard Lopez, probably. A guy who can step out and shoot the ball, unlike Bam. So I don't know. But I wouldn't be concerned. And this is talking mostly about the Oladipo trade. I don't think Oladipo can stay healthy. If I will tell you this right now, because I don't want to make it seem like I'm hating on Oladipo. I like Oladipo. I hope he gets healthy. Once again, another great two-way player. If Oladipo comes back to full form, and he is back to prime Oladipo, the Heat still won't win the East. Even if Oladipo has his best year yet, they still won't win the East. I still don't know if they can get past the Nets' firepower, but they're a lot deeper, so they got a shot. I still don't know if they can get past Giannis. If they can build that wall like they did, maybe they can. Celtics, I think they can beat them. But then the Sixers, I mean, you can't build a wall for Embiid, bro. He's bigger than every single person on your team. And I know you're like, well, Noah, how are you, how are you supposed to get someone who can guard Embiid? I know it's tough, but Drummond's out there. 
Vucevic was out there and you guys were interested in him and didn't trade for him. That's two right there. Drummond's a free agent, so they still got a shot. But they're going to get Aldridge, who's a body you could throw at him, but he's never been a rim protector, never been a great defender. He's more of a mid-range, three-point, nice offensive player with veteran leadership. So he helps them offensively, not much defensively. So to answer the question, no. If I am the Nets, Bucks, or Sixers, I'm not worried. If I'm the Nets, I'm a little worried because they got Oladipo who can guard um, KD, or sorry, they have Oladipo who could guard Kyrie or Harden. They have Butler who could guard Harden or maybe KD for a little bit. But once again, KD can get his shot over him whenever he wants. And then Bam, who could give KD maybe some trouble. And then if they get Aldridge, getting Aldridge is huge for the Nets series because Bam can then go guard KD, where he's still much bigger, but Bam's quick enough to keep up with him. And then you have Aldridge to throw at DeAndre Jordan or Nicholas Claxton, whoever they want to throw in then. But no, I wouldn't be worried. I just don't think Oladipo can stay healthy, man. I like him. He's a great player, but I don't think he can still stay healthy. We have tried to count on him. We've tried to believe he can come back, and he just hasn't yet. So the next thing on first take they were talking about was where do the Heat match up in the East right now. So right now, this is the Eastern Conference playoff picture and standings. Number one seed, 76ers, number two, Bucks, number three, Nets, number four, Hornets, number five, Knicks, number six, Hawks, number seven, Heat, number eight, Celtics. Celtics aren't playing well. Celtics don't have a center, so I see the Heat moving past them. But then I know you guys are like Hornets, Knicks, Hawks. Come on. Get, get out of here. What are you talking about? Hornets without LaMelo, that's going to hurt. So they'll probably move down. The Knicks are playing good, man. They got a great coach. Randall's a good player. Mitchell Robinson is solid. I'm hearing they might get Drummond, which I don't know how much it helps, but it does help a little bit. I mean, they got some nice players, and they work hard. They play hard. They got that grit, that grind. They play great defense. I mean, and then you got the Hawks, who are hot right now, man. I know they fired Lloyd Pierce. They got Nate McMillan, and they are balling with him right now. They are one of the hottest teams in the league right now. So, to me, call me crazy, I got – so Sixers, Bucks, Nets, in whatever order you want to put them in, they'll be one, two, three. Then after that, I probably got Knicks, four, Hawks, five, Heat, six, Hornets, seven, Celtics, eight. We'll see what happens. But I got Heat, six, man. And I know that sounds crazy, but I just don't. And then if you think about it, they might have to face Nets first round if the Nets stay at three. I just, I like the Heat. I really like Butler. I like Eric Spolstra. I just don't think Oladipo helps that much because he's not going to be able to stay healthy. If he could stay healthy, he would help. But look, are the Heat better than the Knicks and the Hornets and the Hawks? Yes. But... The Hawks are really hot right now. Knicks are playing hard. And the Hornets uh, are playing hard too, but they just don't have the talent. So, I mean, you never know. Maybe the Heat move up to four. I mean, the Eastern Conference is very close right now. But I think I got Knicks and Hawks over them and then Heat. 
And then Hornets, Celtics, I don't really know what's going to happen with them. But yeah, I mean, we're going to see. Yes, the Heat are very deep. But at the end of the day, Bam can't shoot. Butler is starting to get old. He's not going to get any better. Oladipo can't stay healthy. Hero and Robinson are good, but I think the league is starting to figure them out. And I know they were off to a slow start of the season because of COVID. I'm not doubting the Heat. I mean, the Heat could be a team. Maybe they get the sixth seed, face the Nets first round, and beat them. I think if I had to pick between the Nets, Bucks, and Sixers, and I had to pick which team is most likely to lose to the Miami Heat, I'd pick the Nets, man, because they're so opposite. The Nets got the firepower, but the Heat got guys who can match up with them, and the Heat are a lot deeper. So when the Nets bench comes in and the Heat bench comes in, they're going to light it up. I think I'd probably take the Heat over the Nets in a playoff series right now, even with all this Oladipo stuff. So I don't know. I know this sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but I just think Oladipo can't stay healthy. But if he does, they will be dangerous. Once again, not better than the Sixers, not better than the Bucks, maybe better than the Nets. But they won't make it out of the East, even if Oladipo's great. I'm saying that right now. I'm guaranteeing that. They just, Oladipo's a two or a three. Bam's a two or a three. Butler, I guess, is a one, but not a great one. He's a good one, not a great one. So, and I don't know why they don't like Kendrick Nunn. I love Kendrick Nunn. I think he's great. They need to play him more. I mean, now with Oladipo in the mix and they like Drogic more, he's not going to get a lot of playing time. But I like Kendrick Nunn. I think he should be getting more playing time. But sorry, I know we didn't talk about a ton of topics today, but we went into detail and depth with a lot uh, with the topics that we did talk about. So, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Hope everyone has a great day. Thank you all for listening. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace out.